Hello, and welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology, facts, and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and today we are continuing our unfortunate monster movie summer theme that we accidentally picked with Mm -hmm. Anaconda. Yay. Oh boy. Oh man. Um this was an adventure. I had never seen it. Me either. But I had heard of its terribleness. Mhm. Yeah, it came out in 1997. Yep. It stars Jlo and it's got a huge stars in it. It's um so John Voight and Ice Cube. And Ice Cube and Owen Wilson. And oh yeah. And Eric Stoltz, who was, like, big in the 90s as, like, a TV guy. Yeah. And it's, like, a huge budget. Like, they spent a lot of money on the CGI. And Lindsay and I were talking before we started recording. It's, like, no better than Mm -hmm. Ice Sharks, which had Mm -hmm. a tiny budget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, I was going to say the only thing better it had was the diversity. But then I remembered that Ice Sharks had people of color. They just killed them off first. Yeah. In this one, the people of color lived, mm-hmm. but that's because they were JLo and Ice Cube. Exactly. So, and Eric Stoltz lived too. He did, but did he? Do- like, how did he? How did he live? I'm not really how sure he how alive? he lived. That is a question for the ages. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they are a documentary crew traveling the jungle, and they pick up John Voight, who has a terrible. Meant to be not, a Paraguayan yeah, accent, but, but it is not. not. It is very uneven. He is awful, and he mm-hmm. his hobby is catching giant anacondas, and wants to force this boat full of people to help him catch giant anacondas. Yeah, the like his motivation is very confusing, partially because yes. I can't understand him, mm-hmm. and partially because he talks like he's like he doesn't talk normal, like not his accent, like he doesn't like make sense in the words that he's saying like none of it yes. is yeah so like he's yeah. he's not a poacher but he is a poacher and he wants to catch it alive yeah but i for... don't know why no and... and like he is he just really wants them to die yeah like, like it's it's very strange also like the documentary film crew they weren't doing like a nature documentary they were trying to find like an un uncontacted tribe in Mm -hmm. South America, which is Mm -hmm. also very sketchy, because then they, like, when they do find them at the end, like... They just film them without asking. Film them without consent, as though they are, like, filming a nature documentary. Yeah. It's it's really sketchy. Yeah, they're like, look, we did it. We achieved this amazing thing. And I was like, no, that's that's really sketch. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know anything about the people who are portraying portraying the tribe in the movie but it also just makes me uncomfortable that they just put them in there in the first place i think i read somewhere that it was a made-up tribe which is also yeah yeah i mean Mm -hmm. better and worse i'm not really sure yeah i'm not sure either if you're gonna have like poor representation of indigenous people i guess it's better that they're made up but i don't know i will i will take somebody else's word for that on how they Mm -hmm. feel about it exactly and i just like it It didn't have to be it did not have to be a tribe it could have been Around they were looking for like thing. a special bird or something. Exactly. Like you yeah. know how many special birds there are in the Amazon? 
Millions. So many. So it so could have just many. been that. But There's also lots of special snakes, but it would have been weird if they'd had, like, if they yeah. were looking for, like, a cute little snake and then they found fake yeah. snakes. Because also then they would have known things about snakes and that would have no. been bad <laughs> for been the exposition. <laughs> yeah, maybe they didn't <laughs> really? have the Be Nature documentaries because they couldn't know anything about nature. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Alright, mm-hmm. so, Lindsay, do you want to fill us in on green anacondas a little bit? Yeah, so this movie features giant, more more giant than actual um, ish. I would debate that. Yeah, like, maybe. But like, it's kind of like Jaws, like, you're like, this is the biggest shark you've ever seen, but yes. like, they could reach that size, so mm-hmm. you know, one of those things. But anyway. Yeah, they're like, they bigger fe- than average. Yeah. They feature green, an- green anacondas and also some other ones, but green anacondas is what we're going to focus on. Because it's the world's heaviest and one of the most longest snakes in the world, reaching up to a length of 5.2 meters, or 17 feet. And on average, they're about 5 meters mm-hmm. um, for males and 4.5 meters for females. Sorry, no, wait. No, I don't know what... Oh, mature specimens, 5 meters. Females are about 4.5 meters and males are about 3 meters. So this was a female, one would assume, but mm-hmm. they never went that far. And yeah, can... I would I would guess that it was a female. They have, like, or it was, the the CG was based on a female, just their, mm-hmm. their face shapes are different and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and it can weigh um, 30 to 70 kilograms, so it's like 66 to 155 pounds in a typical adult. Um, yeah. It's the largest snake native to the Americas, and it's slightly shorter than the reticulated python, but it is heavier than that. Yeah, they are chunky snakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the longest one ever... The longest verified, longest and heaviest, heaviest verified specimen was a female that was 5.21 meters and 97 and a half kilos, which is 215 pounds, which is crazy. That's a I'm, big snake. I'm going to guess that that snake was maybe uh, carrying babies, but we'll get yeah, into I was that say. later. Mm-hmm. So they're green. They're olive green with black blotches. They look kind of like the generic snake skin that you think about. Yeah. I don't know. I've been around snakes, not as much as you, but more than the average bear, so... Yeah, they look like snakes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they spotted. look like snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, like, they're snakes. Yeah. They're nocturnal, which is a problem in this movie. Yep. They can be fast when they swim, like a mm. lot of snakes. They float beneath the surface with their snouts out, like snakes. Yeah. <laughs> and they strike and <laughs> coil around their body. And then they constrict their prey, because they are constrictors. And then they eat it. And they eat fish, amphibians, birds, mammals, reptiles, you know, anything. Like, it's the Amazon. They they eat it and then they eat it. And it's great. Yep. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. They, yeah. So like Lindsay said, they are from the Amazon basin area. So Mm -hmm. like a large chunk of South America. Um, And they do snake things. Like they're, like the, aside from being large, there's not, they're not like... Yeah, know. they're not that unusual. Um, yeah. they are so they're constrictors. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are not venomous. So the only way that they can hurt you is by squeezing you. I mean, like their teeth hurt when they bite, but they're not mm-hmm. that bad. Yeah, yeah. They do also do cannibalism, and so in addition to all the other stuff, they'll eat. Um, they'll eat each other. Uh, often, like a large female will eat a small male, or they'll eat mm. their own. Like they'll like the like older young will eat younger young. All mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how long they live. So oh, it was in here. Oh, yeah, it's here. So there's one in captivity that's almost 
30, like 38 years old in, in South Africa. Uh, nobody really knows how long they live in the wild, but I would guess less than that. Mm-hmm. In the Oh, sorry. In the wild, it says approximately 10 years. Yeah, which that would be like an average probably. And then like certain individuals would live longer. Yeah, they're pretty long lived snakes just because they're so big. Yeah, they gotta, they gotta get that big. It takes a while. Mm-hmm. So, as you might expect in an action monster hmm. movie, most of the stuff that the snake does in this is, like, grab and attack people. Yeah. And other stuff, but mostly people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anacondas are constrictors. This is accurate. In one scene, it seemed like they squeezed somebody like the first guy that got squeezed or not the very first guy the first guy on the documentary boat mm-hmm. that they squeezed it seemed like something popped off of him it was unclear yeah. it wasn't his head um that is inaccurate yes <laughs> yeah like they will squeeze hard enough to cause asphyxiation um they will squeeze hard enough to break bones for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. um because both of those things make it easier to swallow. Swallow, yep. You. Yeah, so really what they're trying to do is squeeze you to subdue, or squeeze their prey to subdue mm-hmm. their prey, and then also break a bunch of bones to make you more bendy on the way down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they'll also basically take advantage of like your struggle reflex, so like as the prey like struggles and exhales air, then they will squeeze harder because there's less air. Mm-hmm there makes sense yeah there's that they'll also hold and roll their prey underwater um to help kill and also like there there's fewer threats against them uh underwater than there are above water Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um yeah and they can camouflage way better underwater so basically once they have their prey sort of more subdued they'll hold it underwater and they'll often eat underwater in Hmm. my experience yeah uh what else Well, in this one, they talk about regurgitation, and they also talk about heat sensing. So let's talk about those things. Okay, so um, let's do regurgitation. So, Mm -hmm. yes, constrictor snakes can regurgitate their prey. Um, The reasons why they would would be pretty rare. I don't really know why. Maybe they, like, if they have, once they have started to swallow their prey, they're in a pretty vulnerable state because mm-hmm. the, the food takes up so much space. So if they needed to mm-hmm. get away, I could yeah, see them. That's what like, I was thinking. If yeah. they have a choice to regurgitate, they might, but they're not in the movie. They posit that they're doing it so that they can like have fun and catch more yeah. food. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's not how. No, no like what would, that would just be like a giant energy waste. It would be a giant energy waste. Also, like if they're catching large prey, that's also a risky activity. Like large prey mm-hmm. have, claws or hooves or other things that yep. can hurt snakes as yeah. they try to catch them. Well, like, yeah, like, exactly. In the end of this movie, he mm-hmm. swallows John Voight mm-hmm. and then regurgitates him and he's yes. still alive. That, no. I mean, exactly. The, so, like, no, in general. Of John Voight coming up, yes. No. Snakes yes, are gross. But, um, but, like, also, like, he swallowed him. Yeah. He wasn't dead. So he could have technically been fighting. Like, he could have put his, you know elbows out and like you know and like not that it would have helped yeah no but, but he they, still could they have. Wouldn't have they wouldn't have swallowed him before he was like mm-hmm. very unconscious exactly so that's um, the whole thing of just like what yeah. the hell is this movie? yeah no it, that part was super weird yeah so um i guess while we're on the subject of like attacks and stuff a lot of it was really accurate like they it's not like they tried in um our last big snake one was snakes on a plane where like even the constrictors just like bit once. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And then they died. And so in this one, yeah, like they grab 
and constrict and then start to swallow. That was pretty accurate. But there was, were a few that were really weird, like at one point towards the end. And I think another point too, the snake attacked their prey tail first, which that no, <laughs> no, especially when you're that long, like that's just, yeah. No, yeah. like they, their tails are prehensile, like they have full control over their tails, but usually they will use their tail to like hold on to something or for like a counterbalance. Mm -hmm. That's not what they are grabbing with. I mean, they can, there was a part where they like whip something with it, their tail, that mm -hmm. it would be accurate, mm -hmm. but then they would, they're still going to grab head first. Yeah. Not yeah. tail first, because that's mm -hmm. where the grabby mouthy bit is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. So like Lindsay said at the beginning, they spend a lot of time underwater and when they're underwater they'll really just have the tip of their nares or their snout out so that they can breathe and then sometimes they'll have their eyes out if they're you know trying to find prey but then when they go to attack they will basically come straight out of the water to attack they're not gonna um like in the movie they're like up like maybe a few feet out of the water sort mm -hmm. of like scoping around like periscope style also no no <laughs> you want to sneak up on your prey exactly if, yeah <laughs> So, like, I have worked with a full-grown anaconda before in a captive um, situation. And basically, if we had to go into their exhibit, we did not go in when there was... Well, we tried not to go in when there was a snake in there, but sometimes they don't cooperate and get out of the exhibit. We would, like, gate them off in a separate mm -hmm. space. But we would still, like, if we had to go in, we would drain the water out because that they, they were less attack. likely to be able to sneak up on us. Yeah. If there's no water. Yeah way safer so that those were the two big things but yeah like a lot of the a lot of the attack scenes were pretty accurate except for the number of them mm -hmm. like yeah and again like we've had this conversation gajillions of times <laughs> about he does attack a full-grown human and then five he doesn't even eat it he just goes yeah. and attacks another one like why 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 yeah and, like, they will attack for, like, defensive purposes, but it's a different kind of attack. Like, that would be when mm -hmm. they would, like, tail swipe or... Yeah, but also they're really fast and they'll just go away. Exactly. <laughs> like, he was already, like... At that point, he was already, like, up in a tree and had a, mm -hmm. had a full-grown adult to eat. Like, why would he go down back to the water where yeah. there's these other humans with guns to attack yeah. them? Like, it makes like, But also, no if sense. he's... Like, it, it'll take... A few days so there is a scene where you see the snake swimming underwater and it's just eaten owen willis owen mm -hmm. wilson's character and you can see like the big bulge you can also see like the imprint of his face which no. yeah no that's just like <laughs> that's... it's 1997 look what the cgi we can do basically but yeah. the large the giant bulge and that bulge will stay for hours bulge. to days we used to feed our snakes maybe every six weeks we had fairly yeah. large um not as big as the one in this but you know fairly large and they would eat like Big rabbits, basically, was the, the most common thing that we fed them. Not alive. Like, we got rabbits that were grown for food, raised for food, and then we would, um, yeah, feed mm -hmm. those to our snakes. So, and, like, a, so a rabbit would last a snake, like, six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is insane. So, yeah, like, the fact, like, no, they're not going to eat, or they're not even going to have the energy. Like, they barely, like, at, right after a meal, they barely move. Exactly. Hours. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, he doesn't have... The energy or the uh, she doesn't have the energy mm -hmm. or the ability to attack somebody else because she still has Owen Wilson inside of her. Like, she yeah. can't even wrap herself around a tree to attack no, the exactly. other guy. Like, yeah. no, there's still the big bulge in there. So crazy. Yeah. So that's yeah. That, that's the main part about, like, all the feeding, attacking stuff. At, towards the beginning, when they first have joined John Voight on, they, like, 
it's nighttime and they're trying to like blind the snakes with all the lights from the boat. But like five minutes earlier, they'd, John Voight's character had said that they like use heat detection, which is true. Mm-hmm. That part's true. But then it's like, but if they use heat detection, then clearly they don't care if they're blinded or not. Like exactly, yeah. Also, oh. like what kind of heat detection? Like lights. Yeah. Also true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those those big sulfur lights that they had on the boat would totally give off so much heat. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> true fact. True fact. Lindsay's going to put this amazing video in the show notes. Uh, She has not watched it yet, so she doesn't know the full extent of its amazingness. But it is like an educational animated song about anacondas, and it gives you all kinds of cool, fun facts about them, including how they taste the air with their tongue, which Mm. is really cute. I mean, most snakes do it, but it's super cute with anacondas because their tongues are really big. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah, so that's like their sense of smell and then their heat. And like they do have decent eyesight, but... Yeah, they're not they're not relying on their eyesight to hunt mainly because they live in the Amazon River Amazon? basin, which yeah. is like murky and dark all the time. Because even when the mm-hmm. sun's out, it's kind of dark because uh, there's lots of trees. Yeah. <laughs> what else? I did overall really appreciate that, like, except for the very end, the actual bad evil thing in this movie is John Void. It's not mm-hmm. the until the like yeah, which was snake. surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was, was nice. Like, only favorite part of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, JLo did put her hair up in a ponytail. Well, that's always good. A bunch of times. She had full makeup on, but mm-hmm. she still had her hair up in a ponytail. So, well, that's good. I compliment her on doing that. Good job ponytailing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So at the end, they like come up on like a snake den house thing that's infested with snakes. It's mm-hmm. confusing what it is. Um, I don't know. But there's a bunch of baby anacondas. Yeah. Very cute. So I think we mentioned it in our another episode, didn't we? Maybe. I feel like I talked about it. Ovoviviparous. Yes. Oh, yeah. We just talked about it in Sharks. In Ice Sharks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Ice Sharks. Okay. Right. I was like, I knew it was recently, but it wasn't bats because bats are not ovoviviparous. No, they're mammals. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so snakes are ovoviviparous. Not not snakes. Uh, Anacondas are ovoviviparous, which means that the females basically lay eggs inside of their own body and then those eggs hatch into live young. Uh, other than that bit of internal uh, care, baby anacondas are just sort of like dropped off and left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. Um, they come out pretty small. They're like two and a half feet long, maybe 70, 80 centimeters. They, the females will have a lot of young, like 20 to 100. Oh boy, that's a yeah. big range. Well, it just kind of depends on the age of the female, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so an older female is going to have more reproductive success. Um, mm-hmm. And they have so many just because they get eaten a lot. And yeah. They, oh, yeah, definitely. They grow yeah, really, like really turtles. fast. Yeah, and then they're sexually mature, like, within a year. So mm-hmm. after giving birth, because they have so many and they're, like, pretty, I mean, they're small compared to an adult female, but they're still pretty big. Um, females will lose like half their weight in the, in mm-hmm. terms of like the snakes and the egg casing and all the other fluids and stuff that are there for the snakes. Yeah. And I've had the fun adventure of trying to teach a baby anaconda how to eat. Uh, it, it's not as fun as you might think. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> Force feeding baby anacondas. Do not recommend. Um, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> but this note down here, FYI, anacondas are not flammable. Oh, oh yeah. boy, the end of this movie is... <laughs> Yeah. So they get it into like a smoke tower, which is mm-hmm. there for absolutely no reason. And then they blow up the smoke tower and the mm-hmm. anaconda's in it. And then it yeah. falls into the water and then is on and fire it's and still well in the water. pulling, attacking uh, J-Lo. And, I'll, like, and it's, it's like the surface of its skin is just... Is on, on fire. <laughs> burning like it's... Yeah, exude like it's oozing... Like something flammable. It's yeah, no. And then it just eventually just like withers away and dies, which is kind of lame. She doesn't even get to like shoot it again. No, or I know. Like it's, it's so very strange. It's so strange. I just like I don't. There's so many things. And like John Voight is like shot and eaten and drowning, and then yeah, he's still alive and in the house mm-hmm. before them, even though they have a boat and he doesn't have a boat. <laughs> just yeah, and yeah, yeah and Aristotle no, with his pen tracheotomy. And then no medical assistance at all. He's just lying in a bed on a boat and then yep. he's fine. And then he's totally fine, except like he needs a bandage changed for no reason. Yeah. Like it's not bloody or anything. It's just like he has tape yeah. on his neck and then. Like, so put, I, like he yeah. doesn't have any fluids or they're not checking his air. Or no. Or like. He hasn't eaten anything in three days. Like there's not even like a cool compress on his forehead. No. Like, <laughs> like oh. I watched 15 years of ER. I know yeah. that that's not going to fly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so the, the, I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about was um, snakes shedding their skin. Oh, so yeah. I think we've talked a bit about it with spiders. I remember sent, mm-hmm. putting a video in the show notes of a spider molting and shedding its, ex- its exoskeleton. Um, snakes, when they shed their skin and other like scaly, reptile things, when they shed their skin is different. It's not the full, like it's not their exoskeleton. They don't have exoskeletons. They have skin. Um, and snake skin the like outer layer of your skin like you know when your skin is dry and it flakes off yeah you, we're mm-hmm. like constantly shedding our skin um, yeah snakes and reptiles just do it all at once so they have like this huge shed and the texture is sort of similar to like a you know when you have like a plastic bag and it sits out in the sun and it kind of like starts to go a little bit crumbly no or like you know like a thin like those thin thin plastic bags when they're kind of like thin and a little bit crunchy I don't know. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. like, closest thing I can explain to like the texture of a snake shed when it's dry. When it's wet, it's a slimy, gross, stinky mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they shed their all their skin all in one piece. They'll, um, You can tell when you look at a snake, they'll start to, their eyes will go a little bit cloudy or milky and they'll have like a different sheen to their skin. And it's just like, mm. there's like, it, their skin is just loosening from the rest of their body. Um, so you can kind of see like a little bit of air or space between like the outer layer of skin and the rest of their skin. And then they will shed all in one big piece that they sort of like wriggle out of it usually. Um, Mm -hmm. so they'll like rub to start breaking a pot and it's really cool. Like you can see all of their scales. You can even, especially with young snakes, it's always good to look at their shed because you can look and see and make sure that like their eye scales shed properly and everything. Um, Hmm. it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and the shed will end up being like longer than the snake itself because the way that their skin goes, it's like on both sides of their scales. So like the mm-hmm. scales are like covered all the way all around in in skin. Yeah, yeah. So it's very cool. Yeah. Um. And yeah, yeah I think snakes the, are cool. Yeah, I think the shed that they had looked real. Like yeah, it was probably from a snake. If they had enough budget to do all that CGI, they could have definitely gotten a 
anaconda skin. Oh yeah, like it doesn't even it didn't even have to be an anaconda. Like no, it could have been anything. Any any medium sized snake yeah. would have been fine. like they yeah, filmed most of chunk. this in, in California. Brazil. Yeah, and then and, some of the jungle stuff they filmed in Brazil. Yeah, so that could have just been yeah. Asked anybody? Yeah, there's lots of zoos. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, do you have any other anaconda questions? No, I think that's about it. Like they're definitely not that, but kind of that is my is my gist. Yeah, like science wise they got close in terms of like individual bits of the story. Just the way that they put it together was obviously way too extreme. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. having worked with anacondas, like I find anacondas they're pretty intense, even like yeah. without the extremes that they had to go to. I don't know. Yeah, no, like, I completely understand, like, snakes are, you know, they're still big predators, and they're not to be just tossed aside because they're snakes. Like, yeah. they're they're a big deal, and they're, like, when I was in Australia, they were the most dangerous predator, and there was tiger sharks there, mm-hmm. but the sea snakes were the worst ones. Like, those are the kinds of things that people don't think about. It's always the little things that you're like, meh, whatever. Not that anacondas are little, but, you know, like, snakes, they're good big predators, yeah, basically. And I think, yeah, I think that it was better than another shark movie, but not better enough. I don't know. I think I have to write my own monster movie to make it okay. And we all know that what that's coming, so... Clams! Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically. Someday, someday. If you have anaconda thoughts or anaconda questions, or also get the song that we're going to post in the show notes stuck in your head <laughs> forever. Green Anaconda. You can reach out to us on social media. We're at Nature Finds a Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can check out our website, naturefindsapod.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or leave us a rating and review to help other people find the pod. Yeah. We will be back in two weeks with our return <laughs> to bats and to penguins Yay. and cats, which we haven't really done a lot about cats. No. Anyway, we're doing Batman Returns. <laughs> so <laughs> finally delving into that Batman lore. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited. I haven't seen that movie I know. in so long. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. It's not Batman Forever, but I'll probably sing Kiss from a Rose anyway. Obviously. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, stay, stay science friends. friends.